Hi guys, welcome to the Whiskey Consultant. Today we're going to be talking about Old Forester. We're also going to be doing a tasting review of the original Old Forester. So if you're ready to learn, get those whiskey glasses out because class is now in session. Hi guys, welcome to the Whiskey Consultant. I'm your host, Susie Lee, and I'm recording this from the beautiful Mile High City of Denver. I hope everybody is having a great week so far. So Old Forester is one of the longest running bourbons to date. Next year, it will be 150 years old, and you don't get to be that old without being great. Old Forester, to me, is at least in my top five of bourbons that I love. And with their new offerings of the Prohibition lineup, the 1857, the 1910, the 1920, all great representatives of how bourbon used to be made. The 1910 and the 1920 have become really the darlings of the old Forester line. Bourbon reviewers, bourbon bloggers love it. They've been talking about it for months now, and it's actually one of the ones I'm really obsessed with. The 1920 is a little expensive. It'll run you about 50 to 60 bucks MSRP. But if you have the money, go ahead and spend it because I think it's well worth the money. It's a really good bourbon, very complex and not what you would expect from a Prohibition style age bourbon. But it's really, really tasty. And we're going to be doing a review of that at some point, I promise. I was going to do kind of a flight of Old Forester, but I felt like maybe that was a little bit too much for my delicate system. So I decided to write that one off and just stick with the original. Since I've been obsessed with the 1910 and the 1920 for a while, it really kind of brought me back to what about the original and how does the original kind of compare with the rest of the lineup? Well, it's like I said, there's reasons why they've been around for 150 years. Their mash bill is very nice and their offerings are very always pretty consistently good, especially for a bourbon nerd like me. And I've heard people just rave and rant about Old Forester and the lineup. So I don't think I'm alone in that. The 1910 to 1920, a little pricey. If you want something for a better value, go for the original. That's what we're talking about today. But how did Old Forester get started? Well, it started with a man named George Garvin. George Garvin happened to be a pharmaceutical salesman, and he started up a distillery and they were allowed to stay open during the Prohibition, one of the six or seven distilleries that were allowed to stay open during Prohibition because they marketed it as medicine. And how clever is that? So they had a couple of doctors that would sign off as uh, Old Forester as prescriptions even, and it was even sold in drugstores. So um, I imagine it went much of the way of medical marijuana. <laughs> and there were all kinds of people uh, faking illnesses so they could get their hands on a bottle of Old Forester. But Old Forester kind of started out as medicine and was able to stay open during Prohibition because of medicine. It's not marketed as medicine anymore, thank goodness. I don't think that's very appetizing. And it doesn't taste like medicine, actually. It's a very good bourbon indeed. The original, I was... Um, I haven't had the original in a few months. It's one I do keep around. But I actually haven't had a bottle in a few months, so I actually had to go 
out and buy one. And this one was a surprise to me after really being in love with the 1910 and the 1920. I forgot how good the original really was. Um, it's always one that I keep in the back of my head because I remember how it smells of buttered pancakes with maple syrup. For me, that smell just never goes away. It's an amazing smell when you're um, doing a test of it or a little sniff of it. And when you open up the bottle, it immediately hits you. It's a really nice nose on it. And it's a really great mouthfeel for a 20 to 25 MSRP dollar bourbon. So the taste on it is a lot like the nose. It's got a lot of that great brown sugar, vanilla, breadiness to it, but a lot of butterscotch flavors as well. That kind of lends to the butteriness of it. Also, it has some great maple flavor because of the charred oak. And it really comes through, especially in Old Forester. And then in the end, it's got a really nice orange and mint thing that happens right towards the end as you're still kind of letting it go down your throat. It's a really nice bourbon. Is it complex like the 1910, 1920? No, but for, like I said, 20 to 25 bucks a bottle, you really cannot go wrong. It's a great one to have as your bar staple. It's one that's great for mint juleps, for old fashions, and even, yes, mixing in Coke if you choose to go that route. And I know I said this one needs a little bit of ice or water for newcomers, but try it first. Like I said in my video about tips and tricks on how to drink and store bourbon, try it a couple of times first to see what you think. This one only comes in at 86 proof, so maybe it's just me, but it didn't have the kind of Kentucky hug I remember that it used to have. And But for some reason, it was still a little bit um, spicy. It's got a mash bill of 72% corn, 18% rye, 10% malted barley. So that 18% rye kind of comes heavy up front, but for an experienced or intermediate whiskey drinker, this should not be a problem. At the 86 proof, it's very drinkable and one that I really recommend you have on your bar. And like I said, for 25 bucks a bottle, it's really a nice one to have on standby. Old Forester, you can find it anywhere, everywhere. I've actually seen a bottle of it in Seoul, Korea. That's a true story. I was delighted to see that it had made its way all the way to Korea, but that's how good Old Forester is. And like I said, you don't get to be that old and still be around without being somewhat delicious. So I think Old Forester is a good standby. Their whole lineup is rather tasty. And I think it's one that you'll enjoy experiencing. Maybe if you're a newcomer to the bourbon scene, or maybe if you want to get your hands a little dirty and experience some really good complex whiskeys. Old Forester does birthday bourbons. They're very, very allocated. I've only seen one, and it was really, really tasty, but that was a long time ago. And I haven't seen them out in the wild since. I know people buy them. I know they exist. I know they come out. But very rarely, and really, they're hard to find, and they're very expensive. So maybe put that one on your, I wish I had this bottle of bourbon bucket list. And yes, I actually have one of those. And see, <laughs> and see if you can get lucky. And if you haven't 
too, well, good for you because that means you're living right as far as I'm concerned. It's like finding a bottle of E.H. Taylor or a bottle of Rip Van Winkle. It's just almost impossible to find. So if you're into a really good complex bourbon, try the Old Forester lineup. Keep the original, the OG, if you want to sound gangster, on standby and have it as one of your well bourbons. For that price, you really can't miss. And you can find it anywhere and everywhere. And guys, next week we're going to talk about something kind of fun. So I usually don't tell you guys what we're going to talk about next week. But I've had a couple of friends comment on my Facebook page about the Infinity Bottle Project I've done in the last month. And they're really kind of wondering how to get started. So next week we're going to talk about how to do an Infinity Bottle. And really, this is something new to me. This is something I've only learned about in the last couple of years. And you really kind of need a little bit of a Berman collection to start more than three I would say but you know as far as the infinity bottle it's a lot of fun and we're going to be doing a tasting review of my infinity bottle I actually haven't tried it in a couple of weeks just so I can start kind of a fresh and we're going to do a tasting review of that that's going to be a lot of fun and this one's kind of uh, this podcast today is kind of short and sweet because I really kind of uh, made a monster of a podcast and a video for you guys last week week. So I hope that you were able to sit through all that. That was a really long one. But it's kind of important to know how to treat your bourbon once you get it home and your scotch and your whiskey, of course. So guys, if you have any whiskey loving buddies, send them over to my Facebook page at the whiskey consultant, facebook.com. Join up yourself, of course. I have a donate button page up and running. So if you want to donate a few bucks and become a patron of the whiskey consultant, please go ahead and do that. And like I said guys every Wednesday is kind of my thing now so I hope that you are enjoying these podcasts I hope that you will keep tuning in and I hope that you will tell your friends about it because I have a lot of fun making these to be honest with you all right guys well that's gonna do it for me today I hope you had fun learning about Old Forester and maybe you're ready to go out and try the lineup now and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and have a great weekend And as always, keep testing, keep trying, and keep exploring the world of whiskey. Cheers.